This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. BET is a digital advisor in key areas of your business, such as financial management, leadership, developing your strategies, understanding your customer, and understanding risk management, but most of all, understanding yourself as the entrepreneur. So if you would like an in-depth platform that shows you in-depth about your business and your business success, go to BET in the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. And a big hello, hello, hello to all of our faithful listeners to Make Your Pitch. We especially want to thank our investors who are growing in numbers as far as listening to the various people that are bringing their pitches to the Make Your Pitch podcast. Thank you for being a part of this and thank you for joining us and uh, listening to some of the great people that we have on. Uh, but along with that, as all of you may know at this point, if you're following us, uh, that we also bring in experts, people who have been there and done that. I'm Christopher J. Knight. Christopher J. Knight. I'm Christopher Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Ellen J. Harris. See, I, I stole her middle name right there, didn't I? Right? No problem. All right. Uh, but what the most important thing is for you to learn by simply gaining knowledge from other people. This is not a simple thing to do to start your own company. It really is a, it's a, somewhat it's a labor of love. Sometimes it's a labor of pain. Sometimes it's a labor of darkness. And sometimes it's a labor of the naysayers who say, you can't do it. There's no way you can do it. But you know you can. And you need to just, Keep driving forward to accomplish your goals. Today, we're very fortunate to have on board a, uh, a, a 20-year veteran of the Canadian uh, military. Uh, in fact, he has—he uh, still has a top-secret clearance and has been part of some very unusual things. I'm sure if he told you about them, he would have to shoot you. But, so I'm not going to ask him any of those questions today, but I am going to have him come on. Uh, Clay is, uh, is one of those individuals who has been there and done that. He has been a part of so many different things. And now, of course, he has developed a new company called the Battle Rhythm Beard Company. And that little brainchild is growing by leaps and bounds. So what he's going to talk to us about today is how you do that as a startup business. How, how do you bring all the pieces together? How does it make you feel? Ellen, what do you think, what do you think we want to hear most today? I think a startup wants to hear that someone was successful, that they managed to have all the right components in place that allowed them to build from scratch generate revenue and become truly independent. Ah, yes. Yeah, truly independent. That's 
we want to be our own bosses, right? But we also don't understand that uh, uh, once we get into a business of our own, uh, we have just multiplied our bosses because every client is our boss uh, and every customer is our boss along the way. So we just multiplied our problems. We just don't realize it when we first get into it. So let's let's bring uh, Clay on and introduce him and let him tell us about how you can also be like him. <laughs> Hello, Clay, and welcome to Make Your Pitch. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, tell, tell us, uh, give us a little brief outline of uh, who you are and where you've been. Okay, right. So, as you mentioned, a uh, veteran of the Canadian Army. Um, while I was in there, it was just under 20 years, and uh, I did intelligence work for the duration of that time. Uh, kind of ticked the box in I don't know how many countries I've been to now, kind of all over the world. Um, I've done source handling. I've done all kinds of different things. Afghanistan, Bosnia, I've represented Canada on the Five Eyes stage, um, commanded troops in NATO, I've designed training plans for NATO, things like this. And now I'm out because uh, in 2016, January, I was released for medical reasons. I just, uh, too many bumps and bruises over time. Uh, so now I'm out, I'm being my own boss as a civilian, and I decided to create a company called Battle Rhythm Beard Company. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and now what we're going to hear is why and how. So uh, not to take up too much of your time, because you have so much to share. I'm going to turn it over to you, Clay, and let you tell your story. Go for it, my friend. Sure. So you know, some of this had to do with being locked up in a house during the, the COVID pandemic and, and things like this. Uh, things are a little bit different here in Canada than they were in the U.S. as far as uh, how we, we hunkered down and things like that. But what really came um, to the forefront for me, and it wasn't until around end of April, uh, 1st of May, is doing something, creating something that I wanted to be a part of. It's different to create a business that you know, if you're only looking for profit or whatever the case may be, your heart is not going to be in it. You have to be immersed in your company. It has to be a part of you. No different than an arm or a leg or whatever. It has to be a part of you because it's going to be a functioning entity once you actually get it up and rolling. So you have to come up with ideas that resonate with you personally, that speak to your core values. Um, and that's what I did. Um, you know, I sat there and I kind of did some soul searching and things because I had tried a few different, um, few different approaches to becoming an entrepreneur. Some worked, some didn't work out, um, and some were just abandoned because they weren't really resonating with me the way I thought a company should. So what that came down to was months and months of learning experiences. Some people would call them failures. I just called them learning experiences because there is something to be gained every time something goes wrong. And that is, that's really something that you have to embrace as an entrepreneur because, you know, it's that whole, as Mary Poppins said, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down because there will be moments where you're going to be hard on yourself. There'll be moments when you will not believe in yourself. You'll be self-doubting and that could come from, you know, other people doubting you as well. 
but that's, it's really not the issue. What it comes down to is coming up with a plan, coming up with a, a product line or an idea that speaks about you, speaks to you and speaks from you. So it really has to be all of those things all in one in order for you to A, want to put the effort into it, B, stick with it, which is the hardest part because there will be ups and downs, like I said, and C, in order to want to make that thing grow, there are sacrifices that you're going to have to make. That's your personal time. That could be your personal finances. Uh, and then, you know, time away from family, things like this, to develop your product line and your ideas. So there are a lot of things involved in, uh, in becoming an entrepreneur. And there's an approach um, that I take with things now, and it's sort of a reflection of my military background. So I call it the inverse planning procedure. So in military operations, you have a planning process. And basically what you do and how I've adopted this process and tailored it towards my own needs, I look at where I want things to be. In an ideal world, if everything went perfect and things were developed and running smoothly, what would it look like? Okay, and once I have that picture established, I take the steps and work backwards. What could possibly go wrong and derail that along the way? So that way, I'm sort of doing my own risk management approach in the development phase. So as I'm going through that, I can say, right, okay, I've already thought of this, whichever issue that may be, and that's really dependent upon the entrepreneur. And then you can sort of circumvent that. You can either mitigate the risk or you can accept the risk, or you can ignore it. <laughs> I don't recommend ignoring it. Um, but there's a, a whole lot of risk management that goes in, into developing a company and developing a startup and things like that. And you really have to be aware of those types of things. So when you have your plan, you develop your, your plan that is going to take you to one month, three months, six months, one year, whatever the case may be, then you build into those plans all the things that could theoretically go wrong. Now, you're not going to think of everything. So don't worry about that and don't be too hard on yourself because nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition, but look, at, it happens, right? Or COVID, no one expected that either. So you do have to be prepared for rolling with some punches. Um, some will be good, some will be bad, um, but make sure that you've got some thick skin on you because at the end of the day, you're going to have to really answer to your own conscience. And that could be for a multitude of reasons. That could be uh, doubt that you're getting from friends or family because they don't believe that you're doing a, anything productive or you're actually doing anything worthwhile. And that's fine. Like, it's okay for them to have their input, but at the end of the day, like I said, this is your baby. This is you doing this. So you have to be prepared for the naysayers. You have to be prepared for the good, the bad, and the ugly. So when I created this company, I looked and I thought, what kind of things resonate with me? What, what can I do to create a company that is in um, a marketable space? Also, how can I tailor that company to be reflective of my interests, my attitude, my beliefs, and what can I do with that company to make some sort of a difference? So, me with my beard and things like this, 
I decided that I enjoy the the beard oils, the beard balms, things like this, the men's grooming product lines of stuff. But I'm also someone who really despises having chemicals in my products. So there's a ticking box. Okay, so you know that that's one of the things that's important to you. So you earmark that one. What other things are important to you? Well, for me, I wanted something to be, uh, the products to originate from Canada because I'm Canadian. You know, if I was an American, it'd be completely different. But, and that's not because of any sort of geographical differences or anything like that. It's just where I was in the Canadian military. I'm a proud Canadian, very patriotic. You can see where I'm going with this. So check, got that one done too. And then I looked into how would I have a product line that is inclusive of everyone? Because okay, Battle Rhythm Beard Company. Um, obviously there's a military undertone to that. And then if you look at the product names, it's all military. Let's, let's call it what it is, right? Uh, you know, from military vehicles, aircraft, bladed weapons, you name it, it's, it's all in there. And most of the people who are gonna look at those products that have a military background are gonna get a kick out of it. And it's, it wasn't designed to be a military product company or anything like that. But for me, I do a lot of work in the veteran space. And that's not only Canadian. I work and talk with American veterans and things on a regular basis. Uh, people from Australia, uh, the UK, and sometimes even New Zealand. Um, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to pay tribute to my past career. I want to pay tribute to the people who have served, sacrificed, and things like this. So when I did that, I created the company so it would cover that space as well. It's important for me to have that tie back because even though I was medically released, which if you read between the lines means I wasn't ready to leave, I don't necessarily want to go back to the military. Having been out for five years now, I'm pretty civilianized, if that's a word. But at the same time, my military experience is a huge part of where I am and who I am today. So I can never ignore that, nor would I want to. Um, and like Chris, we were talking before, the amount of stories that I could tell would uh, keep you busy for a while, but we don't need to get into that. Um, but when I created this company, I said, okay, I want to encapsulate that aspect of my past, the, the military, um, but also to include everyone else and bring them into that fold. So my products are all vegan or vegetarian friendly, depending on which one, it's one or the other, um, never animal tested. And what we do is we donate a dollar from every item sold to a veteran's charity. And I don't mean from an order, I mean from every item. So if five items are, are ordered, then it's $5, it goes to a veteran's charity. And we pay out annually. So uh, right now there's one earmarked here in Canada, but it's not exclusive to Canada. Um, we talked before uh, and I had mentioned about you know, doing my overseas work and things like this, or even training. I spent a lot of time training in the US and um, we were always welcomed like family. So I'm not exclusive to Canada. I'm not exclusive to um, Canadian veteran population whatsoever. Um, having worked with international partners, I still plan to work with international partners. So when the charities are identified, and it'll be done more of a, on a case of need, 
or um, whatever it is that uh, they're representing, for example, like homeless veterans. To me, that takes precedence over, say, adventure training for a lot of obvious reasons, uh, or veterans who are in some sort of uh, state where their mental health is declining, things like this. That's important to me as well. So those are the kinds of things that I wanted to focus on. So when I designed the company and created the logo, when I created the, the overall intent and the, you know, the descriptions, the, the product names, things like this, I did that all purposefully um, with a nod to the military and the, to my background. So it really, in doing that, it became as much of an, uh, honest interpretation of myself and my interests in business is that I possibly could have done at the time. Um, still quite comfortable with all of that because it is, uh, it's a part of who I am, who I've become. So this company in a sense is almost an extension of who I am and what I want to accomplish in life. You know, like uh, we just launched officially on the 1st of July. Um, so sales have been, slow but they're gaining speed and momentum and most of my customers now are repeat customers so the products speak for themselves and we talked about it before on a, a different uh, different interview and so the products are made in canada but then when they ship if they're ordered from canada they ship within canada if they're ordered in the united states they ship from a u.s warehouse so there's no customs issues, whatever. Um, it's either USPS or Canada Post, and the products are going to arrive usually within five business days, usually. So when I set up the company, I went with all the things that I mentioned before that are ideological, but then you have to start thinking about things like supply chain management, um, how you're going to get the logistics of the company rolling. So there's a few different ways you can go about doing that. It, you know, it really depends on your company, but it is, if you don't have good logistics, you don't have a company and that's all there is to it. So, you know, customer service and stuff like that. Well, that's me. Uh, we're not big enough for, for staff at this point. I mean, hopefully in another year or so that will all change. But um, right now it's myself and I have a business partner and then we just we run ideas past each other and we try and put things together so both of us are veterans and we we try and inculcate that that esprit de corps that we have developed through our military background into the identity of the company the products and anyone that we come in contact with we try and really push that aspect and again going back to the vegan vegetarian thing like that's great. I know <laughs> from my military background, I can tell you most of the people I've met are pure carnivores, <laughs> and then that's fine. But there are people who are vegan, vegetarian, and you know, not in military background or anything like that. And it doesn't matter because to me, it's about being inclusive. So, and not just the veteran community, obviously. I, I want to include everyone and develop a product line that people are going to be happy with writ large. So that is sort of where all of my ideas came from. That is where um, the traction that I've developed has come from. And now I'm just, it's more finessing things. So 
we're getting into uh, the phase of the, this company now where we're going to start hitting advertising much harder than we had before. So it took three months or so to actually develop the, the company identity, um, the ethos of the company, if you will, uh, and then the, all the graphics, the uh, scent profiles for the beard products, um, uh, the website itself and, and things like that. So it, it does take time. Um, don't ever be too hard on yourself because it'll take as much time as it needs to take. And I think that's an important message for people because you can't rush this kind of thing. If you rush, you will make mistakes. And going back to this inverse planning procedure that I talked about, that's sort of my idea that anyone can use it. Rather than be going along and then realize, okay, I've passed this point. Now I have to go back and redo it. That's why I do the inverse planning procedure. I look at the end state where I want to be. And then I, I walk backwards to the present and think of all the things that I need to, to do in order to make that thing work. It's no different than building a house. You put your foundation in, you put in your studs, you put in your walls, and then you build your roof. You start from the bottom, you work your way up, you know, and, it's really not that complicated. It's just you need to be aware of what you're doing. You have to pay attention. That's really it. I like the idea that you uh, do the inverse planning. I think that's ideal. Mm -hmm. uh, most business owners I know uh, uh, visualize the end state and do the reverse of, of the structure. How effective would you, um, how would you evaluate its effectiveness? I've used it. I think uh, you can't go wrong by using that uh, method. What's your evaluation? Before you answer that question, let's take a break so we can hear a sponsor for this episode. This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. So... I mean, I, I'm like you, I love the procedure. Um, you know, coming from an intelligence background, we're basically the risk managers of the military. You know, that's what we did. Let's call yes. it, right? So risk management is something that I'm fairly intimately uh, knowledgeable about. And then, you know, when you get out in the civilian world and things, you're not talking about, you know, threats and, and things like that. You're talking more about KPIs, KRIs. So key risk indicators, key performance indicators. So you know, key performance indicators is how well is your business doing? How well is it going? Key risk indicators and what are the roadblocks that are going to knock you off track, right? And then it comes down to what I had talked about before is your risk appetite. Now, it used to be called risk aversion, <laughs> but then people decided to stay away from that word because it sounds too risky, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and now it's called risk appetite. How much are you willing to accept? How much are you willing to tolerate? And, you know, that's no different than when you're developing your 401ks or whatever the case may be, and you want to invest in a certain thing, like how 
how much risk are you willing to assume? And for me, in this case, it was more, I would say it was pretty much an all or nothing thing. Because like I said, I had tried a few different, uh, few different companies, a few different ideas. And for one reason or another, they either did not develop or uh, crashed and burned or <laughs> whatever. And again, I'm not taking it personally. You know, yeah. I was very new to this kind of thing. I was feeling my way around in the dark, you know, and, you know, so it really, it was a, a learning experience. And, you know, I did some things that did not work and I did some things that really worked. And that's, that's the foundation that I use to build the current company that I'm working with. I found along the way as I was building that things that work, document that, save that, document because you never know if you're going to need it again in the future. Yeah. And so I ended up structurally creating a documented business. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can just kind of flip through based on what's going on. Cause I know at some point I did that or I, uh, encountered that issue. I found that to be one of the smartest things that a business owner could do is document their processes along the way. Did you, document your processes through the through your yeah. uh, building of your business yeah and um, in, in different ways because some things were saved electronically um, and other things were in my trusty notepad with you know scratches and squiggles and lines all over that no yes. one could make perfect at me right and then I, I have a stack of yellow sticky notes that are used up, but they're, they're chronologically ordered, right? And I can flip back through them like you would a comic book. And yeah, so it's important to document the procedure because that's where you're going to, um, that, that's where the minutia is going to come. Yes. And, yes. you know, that minutia that starts off as a, a ripple, but it can be a tidal wave by the time it hits you. <laughs> It's true. Now, I mention it because business owners, especially startups, are asking, they ask, you know, well, where do I start? How do I do this? Well, we just described the basics. Okay? Yeah. Because sometimes you start, you have no idea. You mm -hmm. just know you've got this burning idea. You mm -hmm. want to bring it forward. How it's going to happen, you don't know. But you start. Yeah. And just starting, uh, and actually starting with paper and pencil is one of the best places to begin, I yeah. think. Let your yes. mind Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. And next thing you know, you look up and a few years have passed. Uh, some successes are now a part of your uh, overall organization. And um, yeah, you can look and say, wow, I really built that. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> right, because as you're going along, you know, other things will come up that you hadn't really expected. Things like when I talk about um, creating a company from from within, it, I mean, yes. like your core, right? Yes, if, yes. If you're creating a company because you want to get rich. You're starting off with your foot in your mouth. Like you're, you're really you're handicapping yourself right off the bat because okay. you're so focused on the dollars that you're not taking the time to build things properly. Um, and that's where you're failed because you'll get so frustrated that you'll just say, screw it and then walk away and you'll mothball the whole thing. And like, that's why I said that like, it really needs to come from within you and you build it from there. Yes. I must tell you, I, I find the uh, 
name of your company, very intriguing. <laughs> you're, you're Canadian, we're American. Um, we have a, a song, uh, I don't know the words, but it's the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Yep. And you named your company Battle, what is it, Battle Beard Company? Battle Rhythm Beard Company. Yeah. Battle Rhythm, okay. Um, what was the what was the genesis behind that or the thinking behind that? Right. So a battle rhythm, uh, it's a term used in the military to describe sort of the state of operations. So when you do your operations planning, um, you put, you know, it's like a chessboard, right? You put your pieces in place and then you start to play. So it's that play that is the battle rhythm. That is when things are humming along at a, at a steady state, uh, at a rate that is manageable, but things are rolling, things are moving, operations are taking place, right? So you've established your rhythm, you've established your battle rhythm in, in whatever it is you're doing. So for me, because being retired at 43, um, you know, <laughs> uh, I can't just sit still, you know, there's, right. there's certain things that I need to do and, you know, Life doesn't stop at 40 by any stretch of the imagination. So what I wanted to do was put the message out there that what people are doing, and I'm speaking more in the, the veterans community, but the things that have happened due to COVID, and there's been a lot of mental health issues that have come up out of COVID and things like this. So what I'm trying to articulate is that once you shave off the silliness of life, uh, you get rid of all those little annoyances that are bothering you and, and things like this, all those artificial stressors, because most of the stressors are artificial. Let's yes. call it what it is. You know, like yes. the guy that has road rage on, on the street, but has you've never seen this person before in your life or whatever, that's not your problem. So there's no reason for you to be stressed about That's his problem. <laughs> Let him deal with that. You're so right. that's what I'm talking about, like getting rid of all those little things, right? And getting back to you, getting back to who you are, what makes you happy, and carrying on from that. So that's what I talk about on the website. Like, figure out who you are, get comfortable in your own skin. And that is your battle rhythm. That is you being you. And that's what the whole point of this company is. You, whoever you are, whatever it is you're doing, you're enough. Stop working yourself into an early grave, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You've got to know when to... Uh, slow down, back up a bit so that you can find your center. I call it your center. Uh, you call it the, the rhythm. And yeah. that's that's an accurate uh, description because that's really what you're doing is uh, finding that place. And I'm, I guess I'm talking about this a lot because I recently encountered some business owners and I could tell they just weren't, weren't, weren't not sure. Yeah. And they're still building and stressing about pieces here, there, and I'm thinking, mm, you want to get past that because mm -hmm. if you don't, you'll miss the important things that will build your business or help you build your business. And sometimes the business will tell you what it needs and oh, yeah. you go from there and give it what it needs. And next thing you know, you're growing. So I just yeah. wanted to point that out because you don't always know that's there. Christopher. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have, uh, I, I don't know exactly. I, I can add to this very much because what I'm hearing right now is 
the same track I took when I started my various businesses. I, uh, I found an area that I thought was very effective, something that uh, not as much spoke to me as what uh, Clay is doing. Uh, uh, his really spoke to him in a different way. Mine spoke to me in a way of service and uh, filling a gap that was needed. Now, in his area, he, he definitely is filling a gap that's needed. And that is in the uh, men's product area. And let's, let's be honest, there are not a lot of great men's product areas no. there. It's all about women. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I, I laugh. There's an add-on right now about the, the lavender uh, product. I don't, I don't remember what it is as far as the product goes. But... Uh, the guy says, oh, this, she wants to take it and use it. It's a body wash. Oh, yeah. I know it's lavender. I want it. No, no, you can't have it. It's mine. Yeah. And he said, all I wanted was my own body wash. And so, you know, men's products are starting to take a front uh, mm -hmm. front stage. I think you're on the wave, uh, uh, the front wave of a new era in uh, product lines for personal products. Do you and, think you think you are? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it, there's another aspect to it, too. Like uh, we had spoken before a uh, previous interview and I talked about brand archetypes and that's uh, developed by Carl Jung. So the one that I sort of um, sort of uh, came towards, like the one that spoke to me the most was that being the rebel. So, you know, other archetypes or other companies that fall in that archetype would be like Harley Davidson or, you know, the devil may care type, uh, type things. And what it is is that coming from the military background where things are so structured, so formalized, you know, you don't have an opinion until you're issued one. <laughs> Little things like this, right? So it was important for me to, like I said, give a nod to that, that background, but also to say, like I said to you, Ellen, you're enough. Like, be happy with who you are. Be happy with what you've done. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to help you smell a little bit better on the way. You know, little things like that. But, you know, th that's the kind of thing that is important to me. So it's not necessarily about, you know, this hand cream is going to make me an all-star, you know, hand model or something like that. No, no, no. No, like, if you want to go out and you want to wear a plaid shirt to the mall, things like this, and, you know, dress like the grunge phase and stuff like that, that's cool. Go ahead. Like, I'm totally fine with that. If you want to wear a three-piece suit everywhere you go, that's your battle rhythm, right? That's how you do your business. I'm just trying to give some sort of um, superior product line, because it really is. They're all handmade products, handmade in Canada, all natural, zero chemicals, zero preservatives. You know, these are the things that you can be happy using there's no sort of uh, biological health impacts whatsoever, no environmental impact whatsoever. And you're, you're doing something for and with yourself. Be happy with well, that. Well, what you're saying is you, have, you definitely have to follow your own uh, conscience and your own directive. Uh, if, but if I were to ask you, uh, as a startup, uh, the top three things... I need to do when I start. What are those? And, and I, I understand, you know, you're, you're well into your business and you understand it. But if I'm a new newbie, so to speak, 
what are the top three things I need to consider as I get into my new baby? Yeah, so the big one, and I'm not a huge fan of this guy, but I know there are a lot of people out there. Are. His name is Simon Sinek, and he has a book out there that says Start With Why. And that's really an important thing. Like, if you don't have a reason why you're doing this, then you are never going to be successful. Like, just forget it. So that's first and foremost. You need to have your why. Why are you doing this, and why is it important to you? From there, you have to come up with – uh, some sort of business plan resolve or revolving around something you understand, whether that's a concept or a product or a technology or whatever the case may be, according to you. And third, you have to be passionate about them. So if you don't have the passion, again, you, you know, because you're if you have a why, that'll drive your passion. Like it, it absolutely will. So for me, like I said, when I developed this. My why was being able to, yes, make money. No company doesn't want to make money. That's a kind of crazy concept. But I also want to be in a position where I can give back. Yes. So full disclosure, I am a disabled veteran. Um, there, I don't work regular jobs anymore for all kinds of reasons and things like this. So being self-employed, being the entrepreneur is really the only way that I can go doing any sort of work stuff anymore and I'm fine with that but in doing that I needed to be able to give back to people who are like me people who have are going through or have yet to go through all the hurdles and the stumbling blocks that I've encountered over the last five ten years because like I said um, medical release and you know Afghanistan wasn't exactly easy on me so it's one of the reasons that I was released. And knowing that there are people out there who are suffering, the people are out there that are struggling with their identity. Because if, when you leave the military and you, you're stripped of your identity and everything else, it takes a while to get over that. So for me, that was my why. That's my passion. I'm trying to get back out there and let other folks know. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a veteran or anything like that. That again, you're enough. Stop trying to overachieve. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what you're saying is is so so uh, uh, I don't know so deep uh, into the psychological area that we are all going through right now. Mm -hmm. You know, various conflicts and and uh, our service people uh, and all the other areas. They do not know what to do when they come home, and right. we know that, and it, it causes the stress and causes all kinds of tragedy, literally, uh, amongst those folks. Um, I'm sure in Canada as much as it in uh, the U.S., uh, but most of all, what I want to say is this. What you've given us today is massively important to the people that are looking to start a business. What you've given us are tidbits of absolute gold uh, for those who want to understand uh, it is the why and it, it is where I'm headed and do, is it just for profit? No, if it is, you're looking the wrong direction. You're, you are, uh, you certainly want to be profitable, but you also want to give back uh, to the community. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, there are companies, all kinds of companies that are doing it. And all of them, by the way, I've been extremely successful uh, because of what they're doing and how they brand themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure as you grow, you'll brand yourself even more in that area because yeah. that's where you're headed. That you're, That's your branding. That's your signature. And you're putting your signature all over it. Ellen, is, is there anything you'd like to say before we close out today's Make Your Pitch episode? I would just like to say to Clay, it's been a real honor to meet you and to hear your story and to look at your business and see how you have grown. Uh, it's possible to get it done as a one-man army, if you will, uh, but you are an inspiration. You, you underscore my reason for getting into business and, and it shows me I was on the right track all along. So I want to say that to you and myself and let the audience hear it as well. Don't give up. Don't no. back out. No, exactly. Keep going forward. Yeah, ever forward, you know, <laughs> charge into the guns, you know, the, all those types of things. Yeah. I really appreciate what you're saying there. I really appreciate that sentiment. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, I'll close it out simply by saying as as a uh, combat veteran myself, which uh, we've talked about, mm -hmm. uh, I've always known uh, the the close relationship with the Canadian uh, forces and yes. what they've done throughout all of our history for so many years as standing by America and making that sacrifice, which you do that some people don't even realize you're doing. Mm -hmm. I do because I saw it myself. And so let me just say, I appreciate the sacrifice and the commitment from the Canadian armed forces, all of them that help and stand by the U S I want to say that very sincerely as a combat veteran, as you are. No, that's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Uh, now for all of that being said, uh, Clay, before we close, would you like to throw out any kind of tidbits to the startup companies before we close. Tidbits. Oh, tidbits. <laughs> um, I don't know if we have enough bandwidth for all my tidbits. <laughs> uh, like you said, just stay the course. You know, when you come up with the, your plan, you come up with your ideas, make sure that you put them in a structured way, a way that is achievable, um, and then monetize it later. Okay. Develop your plan, make it yours. Make it so you you feel it. You don't just understand your company; you feel it. And then, like I said, after that, then comes the financial aspect. That's when you monetize things. That's when you put your value on things, and that's when you start marketing yourself accordingly. But well, that uh, that is wonderful. Thank you, Clay. I appreciate it very much, uh, Ellen. And yes, you, your your questions were fabulous. I appreciate it. You know that. And I know the audience does. Uh, and would you like to say some final words? I would like to say to the audience, never forget to make your pitch. <laughs> well said. I will see all of you on the next episode of Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. 
If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.